This is the We Are Memphis Wrestling Podcast with your host, J.D. Rieger. Hey everybody, welcome to episode four of We Are Memphis Wrestling, the free podcast from Memphis Wrestling Plus. For killer exclusive content, ticket discounts, and more, check out memphiswrestlingplus.com. This week on the show, we're talking with current AEW and Ring of Honor star Blake Christian, formerly known as Trey Baxter in WWE, current Memphis Wrestling Internet Champion Tim Bosby, and the enigmatic David Barnabas Specter, a.k.a. Barnabas the Leader of the Circus. Let's do this. Blake Christian, thanks for joining us on the We Are Memphis Wrestling Podcast. Happy to be here. So you're from just down the road, right? Yeah, uh, I grew up in, uh, I went to school in Crockett County, but I actually grew up in Jackson, Tennessee, so this is right around here. Did you grow up exposed to Memphis wrestling? A little bit, you know. Uh, I, I really grew up watching like WWE, but because sure. I became, you know, in love with wrestling, anytime that wrestling was on Saturday morning, you know, Memphis, Tennessee, I was always watching it. So, uh, yeah, man, anything that was wrestling that was on, whether it was Memphis wrestling, TNA, WWE, I was always watching it. So, how did you go from being, you know, interested in wrestling to becoming a wrestler? You know, I uh, I pretty much like always like that's the one thing that I wanted to do. You know, you know, people were like, oh, I want to be a police officer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a firefighter. You know, I've always said that I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I I didn't know how. You know, when I was a kid, I was like, it's like an unattainable unicorn that I I can't catch because I don't know how to become sure. a wrestler. It's like becoming a rock star. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like, I don't even know how to do it. So I, as I got older, I still didn't know how to do it. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna go, just go to college. Uh, I was in nursing school for a minute, and then um, before I got into nursing school, I actually had a friend that passed away that I kind of like motivated me to figure out how to do it. So I, I hooked up with some guys. I uh, started training, and then from there, man, it was just like a roller coaster ride straight up. Did you get started wrestling in Memphis? No, no. So I actually started in t- McKenzie, Tennessee, very small town. I have family uh, from there. But it was like... Uh, I think it was only like a few months later that I actually like came around the area because I went to like South Haven, Mississippi. Yeah. And you're only like 25, right? Yeah, 25. And already you have worked for everybody. You've worked for WWE, AEW, New Japan. You're wearing the jacket. Uh, Impact. How how have you like how do you do that so quickly? I uh. I think, like, you know, sometimes when people, like, get into this, they're, they're kind of doing other things. I wasn't. Like, this is what I wanted. Like, I, I said I was in nursing school, but I dropped out of nursing school because this took off. Yeah. And uh, I really fell in love with it, and I knew that I wanted to be I wanted to be more. And uh, so, yeah, man, I just I kept grinding, I kept climbing, and then, you know, everything just kind of fell into place for me. You're going to be working today with the problem child, Aaron Roberts. How do you feel like he's, you know, he's a bigger guy than you. Do you prefer to work with someone who's a different size, or do you like? I, I don't think it bothers me, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm going to be innovative either way. You know, that's that's yeah. my that's that's the whole thing that got me noticed. You know, what I'm saying that's the whole thing that made me stand out was being innovative, different, something that no one's ever seen before. So it, it really doesn't bother me whether they're big, they're small, medium size. Like that doesn't bother me. I watched a match you had that was uh, really tremendous with Will Ospreay for, uh, I guess, Warrior Wrestling? Warrior Wrestling, yeah. Uh, 
you know, he's regarded as, you know, maybe the best in the business. Uh, what was it like for you to stand toe to toe with him? What do you learn from that experience? So with Will, you know, um, he's a guy that uh, obviously inspired my style, inspired a lot of people's style. Um, so I, I knew that one day I wanted to wrestle Will Ospreay. Before I even started training, I was like, you know, if I'm a wrestler, I want to wrestle Will Ospreay. And, uh, you know, I, I started to actually blow up in 2019. Like, my name's getting out there more. And uh, we actually had this match set up. It was me, Will Ospreay, Alex Zane, and a triple threat for WrestleMania weekend. But obviously, COVID hit. Uh, all that was canceled. Um, but me and Will, we, we, we contacted each other. We stayed in contact. And... Uh, I obviously I signed to WWE in 2020 as well, so I felt like that that uh, that match was kind of like disappearing because COVID's still here. I'm about to go to the WWE. He's stuck in Japan all the time because they have to do the quarantine and they have to do their shows and he has to go home and they're still back in quarantine. Uh, so it didn't really seem like that anytime soon that match was going to come along. So and I knew I always wanted it when whether it was when I came out of WWE or what. Um, I then was released from WWE and. Uh, he tweeted out my name when, as the day of, and uh, you know I tweeted back. I was like, "It's about time we talk." And then we had a triple threat with each other: uh, me, him, Trey Miguel. And there was a moment where he drop kicked Trey out of the ring, and it's just me and him. And the crowd rose up, and it, it, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it now because that's a moment that I wanted. That I want. That's the yeah. type when I pictured me and him in the ring together for the first time ever. That's what I wanted, and then uh, I think it was just inevitable from then on out that it was going to be me and him one day. And to to have that match with a guy that inspired me, a singles match with him. And uh, it was everything that I wanted it to be. The crowd was up. It actually won match of the year for Warrior Wrestling. So to, for a match that was special to me, for it to be special to other people to vote it for match of the year, that yeah. that means the world to me. That's a heck of a match. Man. Yeah. What is left? For, I mean, you have done, you have checked so many boxes that you know many people in this room, you know, you know may never check. Like, so what's left for you? What's on your list now of of goals for your career? Um, you know, I've always had one goal, one main goal, and that was uh, to compete in Best of Super Juniors for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think I'm a cruiserweight, you know, I love cruiserweight wrestling, super junior wrestling, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call the division. Um, it's always the best innovative wrestlers because we're smaller guys. We have to do things that you've never seen before, you know, or, or we get beat up by the big guys. So I, um, that's one that I've always wanted. You know, and uh, I think I think it's very soon that I, I can finally check that one off the list, and it'll just continue to grow from there. I think, like I went to WWE, I, I competed on NXT, I wrestled for the Cruiserweight Championship, I checked that off the list, but my list keep, keeps growing. You know, I accomplished one thing, I need to accomplish the next now, which I think Best of Super Juniors, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, stuff like that. Yeah. Do you have any ambitions for Ring of Honor, AEW, anything like um, that? You know, I'm I'm there. I uh, right now, man. I just I want to wrestle the best. You know, yeah. I uh, I I got in this because I love wrestling, and uh, I've wrestled some of the best in the world. You know, John Moxley, Hiromu Takahashi, El Desperado, Will Ospreay, Shane Strickland. I mean, my list goes on and That's on and on. That's a murderer's row. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I want to wrestle the best in the world. And, I mean, I would say you've already done it. Or you're on your way, but you've already done it. Blake Christian, thanks so much for joining nah, me on the thank podcast. Thank you guys for having me. I'm here with Tim Bosby, the reigning internet champion. How's it going, man? It's going great. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. First things first, got to give you props for the CM Punk t-shirt. Yeah, he was a favorite of mine growing up. So. Yeah? 
I had to represent today. <laughs> so, I want to talk to you a little bit about your um, your journey into wrestling. You're a pretty young dude. Mm-hmm. 18. How, 18. Wow, Jesus Christ. How did you get started? How did you, how, I mean, you're already the internet champion. How is this possible? Uh, well, my first day of training was June 1st, 2022. Uh, I've known Dustin since I was eight. He did my uh, birthday party when I turned 10. So I always kept in contact with him. And uh, throughout my high school career, I kept in contact. And I told him, when I graduate, I'm going to come. And I graduated in May. And now I was here in June. Wow. You stuck to it for eight. So for eight years, you were basically chopping at the bit. Yes, sir. I've been wanting to do this my whole life. So, and you wrestled in high school. I take it. I've seen the wrestling, the ring, the gear in the ring. <laughs> yes, sir. I uh, wrestled in high school for Cordova high for three seasons, 2018 to 2022. Uh, I was ranked number one in the state of Tennessee in the 220 weight class. So, and my trainer, Alan Steele just walked right in. Indeed he did. <laughs> so, so what is the transition like? Uh, you can, you went into amateur wrestling with uh, more of a professional wrestling fandom, I guess. Yes. Exactly. So uh, when you were confronted with the harsh realities of amateur wrestling, was it um, was it a letdown or were you into it? Uh, at first I was let down, but then I really got into it because the tournaments were kind of like a pay-per-view. Yeah. Every weekend um, you go and compete, and uh, it was really fun. It was hard to get into it at first, but then once I got into it, it was it was like a ball rolling down a hill. It just couldn't stop. Do you have any ambition to do any like you know I don't know shoot uh, MMA type stuff in the? No, no, no <laughs> ambitions at all. No ambition. I've been asked a lot about that, but no, sir, no ambitions at all. Do MMA? You're so you're just you're all in on pro wrestling. All in, always have been. So that's always been the goal. Are you in any way influenced by some of the more noteworthy, like, amateur wrestlers who have gone pro, like your Kurt Angles, your Brock Lesnar's? Yes, sir. So I actually only joined amateur wrestling because of Kurt Angle. I was like, well, if he did it, then I guess I should go do it. Yeah. So I joined the team my freshman year. And, uh, yeah, so I definitely look at uh, Kurt Angle, Chad Gable, Dolph Ziggler. He was a really good amateur wrestler. Uh, Sheldon Benjamin. So I really... Cody Rhodes, yeah. Oh, yeah, Cody Rhodes, uh, state champ in Iowa. Yeah. So... And the, did you feel like your amateur training gave you a leg up once you were finally able to get in here in the mix? 100%. 100%. The cardio and the practices, which I just got done coming from a practice. Uh, I still coach at Cordova. Oh, so I didn't know that. The practices are very intense, and that was very helpful transitioning to pro wrestling. So all the cardio was amazing because running those ropes made it a lot easier. Yeah. Do you have kids at school asking you about like how they can get into pro wrestling now after following your footsteps? There are a few. There are a few that are asking about it. Um, they see me with the belt, and they want to <laughs> do the same. <laughs> Let's talk about that belt a little bit. You inherited a belt that had been defaced. I did. How do you... Are you... Um, well, first, how do you feel carrying that belt, and are you looking forward to a time when you get your own strap that isn't spray-painted? <laughs> well, I still carry it with pride because at the end of the day, it still is a championship. Uh, championship here at Memphis Wrestling, and I think pretty soon we might be getting a new one. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to I've talk. heard rumors. Yeah, I'm trying to talk to the community about that, so we'll see what happens. But I still carry it with pride because, like I said, it still is a championship here at Memphis Wrestling. Indeed, and it's uh, your first championship, only 18. That's an incredible story. I uh, I can't wait to see what else. I mean, I can't even imagine starting at this level at 18 as a champion. I mean, what are your goals from here? Um, the goals here. Of course, to get signed somewhere, um, that'd be great. I'm a huge Japanese wrestling fan, so to go wrestle in Japan is 
basically like the biggest dream right now, the biggest goal I'm trying to chase. So wrestling in Japan, getting signed, and just touring the world. So I know someone we've had here recently, Blake Christian. He's wrestled over there. Did you get a chance to pick his brain about? I did. He was super cool. He gave me a lot of tips. Um, we actually talked about Japan. He gave me some insights how it works over there. So he was a really cool dude. Blake Christian was awesome to be around. Yeah, yeah. And he's uh, something else to watch in the ring, too, up close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Tim, uh, thanks for taking a minute to talk to me, and uh, best of luck defending that internet championship. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. All right, I'm here with David Barnabas Spector. David, thank you so much for joining me. It is an absolute pleasure to be here, uh, to be recording in the hallowed halls of Memphis Wrestling, the link to the history, the lineage of professional wrestling in this area. And, uh, of course, when it comes to the podcast, the pleasure is all yours. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I I've heard so much about you from uh, our mutual acquaintance, Maurice the Strong. Uh, so what, what brings the two of you to Memphis Wrestling? Opportunity, first and foremost, and the chance to take the world's greatest collection of curiosities and abnormalities, the circus, to a whole new level, bringing it to a brand new audience, exposing what we do to the masses. Maurice and yours truly, Barnabas the leader, are looking to dominate the professional wrestling scene. And due to the fact that I am indeed a wrestling historian and a huge fan of the history here in Memphis, Tennessee, this is the perfect place to stake our claim to superstardom within the grand world of professional wrestling. And, and speaking of that, uh, certainly uh, Memphis is not the only place that the circus operates. I know that you guys have been in Ring Wars Carolina and Control Your Narrative. Uh, what, what, what are those? What's especially Control Your Narrative? Everyone knows the story behind that. What have those experiences been like? Control Your Narrative is something near and dear to my heart, and Maurice as well. EC3, a man that at, at times has been surrounded by controversy, he saw something in us that many within the professional wrestling industry just did not. He provided an opportunity and a platform. And at this point, CYN isn't so much a promotion as it is, it's a movement, it's a cause, it's a belief system. Uh, it's transcended just a mere professional wrestling show. What it translates to is hope. Hope for starving, ravenous, hungry professional wrestlers, young and old alike, who have perhaps slipped through the cracks of the system and haven't had a real opportunity to shine. CYN Control Your Narrative has given all of us an opportunity, a platform, to show exactly what we're capable of. And due to our experiences with CYN, that in, in so many different ways has been a, a catalyst, a, a, a launching pad for what we do in reality and here's a scoop for you mm. the circus concept was born from a brainstorming session between yours truly and ec3 oh. i will always credit him for being partially responsible for the creation of this unit now when it comes to how it looks how it feels how it's presented that 
in so many ways was the brainchild of yours truly, but when it comes to an individual such as Maurice the Strong, it is also very much a situation where the ball is in his court to make Maurice something special, something unique unto him, because in reality, deep down inside, he truly is the strongest of the strong. What do you think are your goals for Maurice, specifically in Memphis wrestling? My ultimate goal for Maurice the Strong here in Memphis wrestling, which no question is for those uninitiated, this is perhaps one of the fastest rising, fastest growing wrestling promotions throughout the entire United States. Uh, if you're not paying attention, you should be. And the ultimate goal always going into a new promotion, especially a hot promotion like Memphis Wrestling, is to make it to the very top. Uh, we came here not to be satisfied with the whole hum doldrums of middle of the card, opening card. We aim to be the main event, the ultimate special attraction for this brand, for this company, as the resurgence of Memphis wrestling as a promotion and as a whole throughout the entire area continues, we look to be at the forefront of that continuing movement. You mentioned that you are a wrestling historian and that you have a passion for Memphis wrestling's history. I'm curious if, uh, you know, what, what particular chapter you might connect with the most? So there are so many different time frames that are so notable. I mean, obviously, Jerry Lawler is synonymous with this area and the, the legacy and the history, uh, the feud with Andy Kaufman, uh, but his interactions with what I would dare say Jerry Lawler's greatest opponent throughout his entire career, from my standpoint anyway, was Jimmy Hart. And Jimmy Hart, wow, in, interesting. in so many ways, was the the reason, the continuous thorn in the side of Jerry Lawler for year after year after year. So many individuals that Jimmy Hart had a hand in uh, sending after Lawler, trying to destroy Lawler. Beyond that, the involvement of Andy Kaufman where Jimmy Hart was also involved. Later on, an individual such as Jim Cornette got involved and learned under the learning tree of Jimmy Hart. So uh, that entire time frame, but there's so many notable individuals that came through the Memphis territory that I'm a huge fan of. Austin Idol, Adrian Street, Joe LaDuke, the list goes on and on and on. This area is so incredibly rich in wrestling history and the impact that it has had on the wrestling industry is still being felt to this very day. And I would like to think that what we do in our presentation of the circus is very much a throwback to the types of performers and acts and entertainers that would come through the Memphis territory that we would excel in any time frame because we are truly a real deal special attraction. I'm down with that. Uh, I know that in uh, in other organizations, the Circus Act, there are more members. 
Might we be seeing some of those members down here at some time in the future? So the circus is an ever-growing, ever-evolving entity. And wherever we go, we have special guest stars, unique to that particular region. So here in Memphis Wrestling, first and foremost, my personal goal as Barnabas the leader is to establish Maurice the Strong as a dominant force within this promotion. Beyond that, we will see, as time will tell, will it just be Maurice or will other oddities, curiosities, abnormalities join our big top? Well, I can't wait to find out. David Barnabas Spector, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I am a very, very busy man, an incredibly busy leader. <laughs> and for anyone listening to this particular podcast, you can follow the leader on social media. It is David Barnabas Spector on all platforms. We are just getting started for the circus has come to town. <laughs> The We Are Memphis Wrestling Podcast is produced by J.D. Rieger for Memphis Wrestling Plus. Our ring announcer is Terrence Ward. Our theme music is High Rise by Glory. For more information and exclusive content, visit memphiswrestlingplus.com.